with a mushroom on your shirt. Oh, I'm a failure. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, October 21st. I'm J.E. Skeets. Alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tass. Got my Top Shot Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! Well done. Bulls are back. Uh, the International Man of Mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm-hmm. Let's see the shirt, Lee What are you repping there? Oh, a little No Dunks Knicks t-shirt for all of you out there go to nodunks.com you want to grab one of those looking good and last but not least making the magic happen it's super producer jd hello there he is and here we are shout out to the stream team rolling through right now joining us live on youtube take a second to hit that like button comment away if you haven't subscribe and share the show as most of you know here that are alive we're trying to get to 50,000 subs by halloween yesterday we surpassed 43K, so 7K to go. Let's do it. We can get there. We got 10 days to do it. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Action Pack Show, of course. We had 11 games on last night. We're going to try and touch on many of these games, but I will say right now, we won't get to everything, okay? <laughs> and it's going to piss some of you off that we don't talk about your favorite team or your favorite player or whatever performance, whatever play. We get it. We understand. But we did an hour 45 yesterday. We got to tighten that up a little bit here because this is a daily show. It's a long season, though. We're here every damn day. So we will get to talking about your squads, unless you're a fan of the Magic. We'll never talk about <laughs> it. Um, but I just wanted to you know, preface the show with that. We won't get to everything. But I got a bunch of questions, guys, that I think allows us to touch on many of the games from last night. And the first cue, it's, it's pretty simple. Lee, you can get us started. What was the best game or even just your favorite game from a very busy Wednesday night? Where are you going? Well, you make fun of the magic, but I'm going out to San Antonio for the Spurs and Orlando. Oh, was that yeah. great? <laughs> no, I think uh, there's only one answer. And uh, of course, it's Madison Square Garden there for the New York Knicks. And if you haven't seen this game or even the highlights, just to know how good it was, we're one game into the season and we've got a double bang from Mike Green already. <laughs> And it was fully deserved. There was nothing gratuitous about this. This wasn't just like, oh, it's the first night. I'm going to get excited. This was an incredible game, an incredible ending. And this morning, my notes for this game, written and rewritten about a thousand times. So I don't really know where to even start here first. Evan Fournier's incredible shooting in both overtimes. He finishes with 32 points on six threes. He's throwing up the threes already there in Madison Square Garden. But... Jeff Van Gunny wasn't happy with him throwing those up because he kind of messed up the final defensive possession in regulation. Other guys were culpable too. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, kind of. I mean, Kemba was also pretty bad in that possession. But Evan Fournier certainly uh, like responded in those overtimes, hit four threes and was incredible. Julius Randle picked up where he left off last regular season, going for a pretty quiet 35-8. And I say quiet because there was so much going on there last night. <laughs> right. He hit those two clutch free throws that sort of put the game out of reach, but not really because then Jalen Brown came down and hit a huge... No, uh, no excuse me, it wasn't. It was uh, it was the Marcus Matra. So I'm lost. I'm lost. Yeah, I've been yeah. watching all over the place. <laughs> bang, bang. Kev- Kemba Walker... Um, <laughs> 
His, his homecoming was actually decent, I thought, last night. Hit a couple of threes, but... And his mum was high-fiving fans in the crowd. It looked great. But he also messed up two plays, really, that gave the Celtics a chance. <laughs> Sloppy, yep. lazy passes. Oh, my God. They would have killed him if they'd lost that game. The Knicks should have been safe. They led by six with under 30 seconds to go. They led by four with under nine seconds remaining. <laughs> But that's when Kemba kind of panicked and the Celtics pounced and Marcus Smart did get open somehow for a wide open three to extend the game. And that's where we got the double bang. So it's all sort of coming together. You guys <laughs> yeah, are going to have sure. to fill, help me fill in here. Uh, but the Knicks, honestly, in overtime, it just became a matter of literally who's going to be ahead when that second uh, overtime ends because they were both just so exhausted. Some incredible shot making by both teams in the three-point. R.J. Barrett had a good third quarter. He hit a huge three. Uh, Grant Williams, back in regulation, I think this was. He hit two big threes here yeah. for the Knicks and uh, for the Celtics. But <laughs> I know, I'm crazy. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, I oh, one of those games, mate. I volunteered for this first answer this morning, and then I was, as I'm running, I thought, oh, I should have just let one of the other guys go first because I don't know what the hell I'm talking well, about. Well, I didn't but... ask you for the play-by-play from the fucking game. I mean, yeah, I listen, you for your okay. favorite game. Right, if you're the Celtics, you wake up this morning, Right, you come out of this game having made more threes than the Knicks, having out rebounded them, more assists, more steals. It felt like they got a million second chance points. I bet Thibodeau was going crazy on the side. Jalen Brown, who was kind of questionable even coming into this game, coming out of COVID, had 46 points most ever in the first game of the season for a Celtics, including that atomic bomb in regulation where Fournier actually bodied him okay, good, uh, played good defense, yeah. uh, and the Celtics managed to keep it close enough there. So. Uh, look, I thought for the for for the Knicks, two things they sorely missed in the playoffs last season was just Mitchell Robinson's presence. He had 17 rebounds and 11 points, and Obi Toppin's energy was incredible. He had he a massive awesome. alley oop from uh, from Derek Rose. I have no idea if it was in regulation or overtime, but uh, it was just a game that I mean, this is what we really do talk about though with the Knicks and Madison Square Garden. It felt like the fans were on the court there last yeah. night everyone was going crazy and Jason Tatum had a chance as well to win the game he kind of he, he had a pretty bad shooting game Jason Tatum he didn't look all that good there but the Knicks also had a foul to give they didn't use that so they kind of almost blew it there uh, so I don't know I don't know what else to say about this game it was just incredible incredibly fun a great start between two of the oldest rivals of all time and uh, Evan Fournier man I, I questioned whether or not he was going to have much of a difference, much of an impact on this team. And uh, after game one, they're hanging his jersey from the rafters already because he uh, he was nearly <laughs> he was nearly the goat for the wrong reasons. And then in overtime, those three right. threes in the first overtime were just incredible. And then he hit that fourth one in the second overtime, which kind of gave them the breathing room. There, Derek Rose then had the layup to finish. But uh, was, I mean, basketball's back. The Knicks oh. are back. <laughs> wow. It was insane. Tass, wow. what do you add to that? Uh, do you have any uh, of the play-by-play lines that you'd like to slip in there? Uh, well, a lot of things made this game special. First, when you go to overtime, generally you see a lot of clunkers. You see a lot of misses. You see some low-scoring overtime periods. Yep. But the overtime period absolutely made it. They hit eight consecutive shots between both teams in that first overtime period. It was just back and forth, back and forth. Even Mark Jackson on the call had to just had to just sigh and say, you know what, this is good shot making. Because at first he said, you know what, yeah, good shot making, Mike Breen, but bad defense. And then the shots just keep coming. And Mark <laughs> Jackson just had to say, tip my hat to these fellas. These guys are making absolutely every shot. Evan Fournier comes in, yeah, a questionable sign for the New York Knicks, and has a career high. 
a career high in his first game, 32 mm-hmm. points. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you got uh, Jalen Brown. Obviously, he doesn't have long COVID. He's got short COVID there. He comes in 46 bangers. And I'd love to see, yeah, the Julius Randle uh, rebound from that playoff series. He's one of my favorite play- players to watch because, yes, he's athletic, but he just generates just enough space with every shot he makes. It seems like every shot it has a hand in his face uh, that he takes and – it goes in. He's not jumping over people, but he gets enough space. So it was great to see him. Yeah, it's an overshadowed 30-point uh, game for him. Overshadowed 46 for Jalen Brown. Overshadowed 7 for 30 for Jason Tatum and that horrendous shot at the end of the first OT that was uh, way off. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Knicks, it, it, I guess I guess when you, we step back, Kemba Walker, not a great game, really, when it comes down to it. But if you've got guys like Obi Toppin, who looks like uh, he's a young player, Coming along with 14 points, looks like he's much better in the second season. Mitchell Robinson, who looked really good. I have no idea why they paid Nerlens Noel so much to be a backup center. It just really doesn't make sense. It's like Derek Favors with the Utah Jazz last year. Might have to attach a pick to trade him away, but their picks are doing well. The Knicks were rocking. Madison Square Garden was rocking. If only the Celtics had a no dunks T-shirt made for them, then maybe they would have won this game like the Knicks did. Uh, but uh, when it all comes down to it, yeah, I'm, I'm almost swayed. We had this question on beach stepping. Would you rather go see the Knicks in Madison Square Garden versus a, a very bad team against in OKC or the Brooklyn Nets uh, facing basically whoever in, mm-hmm. in, because you've got a championship team in Barclays Center and you watch that Madison Square Garden, you watch yes. everybody in there, and, uh, God, it felt it felt amazing. And it was great that it it peaked at the end. Usually it's uh, right at the end, but the, it got better in the fourth quarter. It got better in the overtime. Yeah, the second overtime was a little Yeah, mad. I was going to say, you pointed but out when one they overtime is great. Shots, I mean, how many but then do you they want? missed like Didn't 10 score for three shots. minutes. Yeah, yeah. It, it was – you don't see a game like that often where – Nobody can miss, and then it looks like grade eight basketball out there where it's like extra sloppy, chuck fest, brick fest. And a lot of it, I think, was fatigue because um, they were gassed. I mean, the Celtics, Schroeder missed a wide open layup. Again, unlike you, Lee, I have no idea when that happened, but I know it was instrumental. And then Jalen Brown uh, doinked the dunk. I guess we do have to make a no dunk shirt for the Celtics because that was huge too. And, uh, you know, just an insane game, but Trey, you were tweeting about it. I saw we were like debating whether it felt like Game Seven of the NBA Finals, where teams are terribly gassed, but there's some great playmaking, or I said maybe it's like March Madness too, where suddenly like there's a bunch of threes and everybody's on fire, and then it looks really ugly at times. Uh, just a crazy first game in MSG, though. Uh, it was awesome. The only place I would rather see a game is at Red Rocks. Yeah, me too. So, I mean, it'd be <laughs> wild out there. Uh, but I don't know. Like, one of the most clutch plays I feel like was, hey, I think it was at the end of regulation. <laughs> Jason Tatum slipping on the floor. I felt oh, yeah. like that kind of threw off the Knicks. They're like, oh, this play is going to be over. Game over. Said. He just fell down. Yep. And then somehow advanced the ball. And then uh, Marcus Smart. Hit him with the double bang. Yeah, that was awesome. The, it was completely lit. Uh, I like Julius Randle's quote afterwards. I'm so tired, I don't know if I'm hungry. We've all been there. Personally, when I'm tired, I'm eating 100% of the time. Uh, but also a great game for Tom Thibodeau. Got to play his guys 46 minutes. Nobody cares. <laughs> so that's a great start. And, you know, the Evan Fournier face. It took over Twitter last night. <laughs> Come on. The first game Evan Fournier plays in Madison Square Garden in this picture was just... Perfect for the Knicks. It was like he messes up at the end of regulation. That face works. He hits a couple of big threes in overtime. That face works as well. Once a Nick, always a Nick.
uh, the stream yard, stream team, excuse me, pointing out, Lee, do you need a cigarette after uh, your, your breakdown there? <laughs> but I don't know about it. you guys, but, you know, last night we knew it was going to be chaos with so many games going on. You watch a game like that, especially in that sort of uh, fourth quarter and into the double overtimes, then you're like, oh, there's three more games kind of tipping off right now. It's like, ah, oh, I do need a, someone to towel me down here first because you need to recover a little bit from that. I mean, everyone just felt so emotionally exhausted because it, it just felt like, it just felt like the Celtic were going to steal it for me it was like because mm-hmm. the Knicks kept giving up those second chance opportunities and it's like ah, it's going to cost them at some point but I think those heavy legs of guys like Schroeder you know they just didn't quite have it there in the end but uh Oh man, seeing Spike. Luckily, Lee on they the only have another 81 games to go. <laughs> oh, yeah, Hope they're not too tired. I thought it was Dennis Schroeder's number holding him down. 71 mm. out there, looking like a left tackle. Pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've got some people confused. Uh, uh, sorry, you know, this is classic streamer yeah. doing his dumb thing here. That photo, not real, right? Uh, Stormtrooper. No, no. That is, uh, as I then put up. Um, that's from 2K, but yeah, it's uh, not very mm. good, is it? <laughs> but it's also perfect. It exactly for... like her. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, opening night is Tuesday night with the double header action on TNT. But for the real sickos, opening night of the NBA season is that Wednesday night. It is last night when there is so many games on. You're trying to keep up. You're seeing what Ja, Mor- ja Morant's doing over with the Grizzlies, and you're seeing highlights on Twitter, and you're seeing, a, oh, my God, suddenly the Hornets have come back from down whatever they were. It's like, that's what it's like. This is the this is the NBA season, for again, for the, for the diehards, I'd say, where you're trying to keep up with everything and trying to figure out where to even watch and what game to stick with, and it's it that's part of the fun. It's FOMO. It's FOMO. Yeah, Major it is. FOMO. It is. Because you just you, you like that. You think, oh, okay, it looks like the Pacers have got this one. And then all of a sudden, the Hornets are back in it and LaMelo Ball's going crazy. And you're like, yeah. okay, I've got to watch that one now. And then Jar Morant, it, like every time Jar Morant touched the ball last night, it was something unbelievable that he was doing, mm-hmm. whether it was the blocks, the dunks, the passes, the threes. It was massive, massive. I don't know yeah. how we even keep up. Yeah. Um, does anyone want to make a case for uh, for another game to be the best of the night or, or a favorite uh, trays? I mean, I, I do have best individual performance. You know, Jalen was amazing. Don't get me wrong. But I went with John Morant if I had to pick that. But, Trey, anything else? Scheme or player, I guess? I'll give a little love to the Pacers versus Hornets game. That was one I was sure. able to catch the end of after uh, the Bulls finished up. But to me, the reason it was important was because it came down to free throws at the end. And, you know, you've seen some of the highlights. You've heard Eric Collins on the call, but a clutch free throw is not something that you think is going to get an NBA jam call. Right. But P.J. Washington hits two free throws to give the Hornets the lead with, like, five seconds left. (laughs) And Eric Collins hit us with two beauties. (laughs) P.J. Washington has gravel in his guts. (laughs) What a call. Like, how do you get hyped over free throws? Even Lee Ellis doesn't get that hyped over free throws. But an incredible comeback from the Hornets uh, to pull that one off. Yeah. Came down to uh, their little guys line up there at the end. Incredible stuff from LaMelo and some funny calls from Eric Collins. It oh. was like it was like midseason form from literally everybody. And you're right, though, Skeets. Second night of the NBA season is the night. You know, yeah. it's jam-packed. But I always feel very strange, like when I want to call it opening night. Like that was opening night for most teams, right? But it's not opening night, <laughs> yeah, you know. It's true. But so so, but also like day two, night two. That kind of looks a little bit lame, if you ask me. So I don't know. Is it still opening night, even if it's not opening? Night? Eh, opening week. Yeah, know? yeah, something like that. I guess we're gonna have 
I got tonight. Do we have four? We got teams some more opening nights tonight. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. Off the top of my head, what we got the Mavericks, the Heat, the Clippers, and the Hawks. Actually, yeah, are the mm-hmm. four teams that I haven't played yet. So yeah, uh, after tonight, there's no more openers uh, for some of these teams. Uh, I'll just slip it in here. I was going to save it till later, but you brought up those Eric Collins lines. Uh, the Hornets play-by-play guy, who is amazing, uh, going nuts over the free throws. He also said really early in the game regarding Ish Smith, he said second man in a revolving door, and he was the first man out. <laughs> I said, like, wow, that's awesome. Then TJ McConnell for the Pacers is just dribbling up the floor, doing nothing. Eric Collins drops a Jerry Mathers working the dribble. <laughs> and like, Del Curry didn't even react. <laughs> and uh, I also laughed at this because he ended up being right. Hayward banks in a lucky three, uh, you know, pretty oh, late yeah. in this game. And he oh, goes, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. always say whoever banks in a three is going to win the ball game. <laughs> Eric Collins was... Uh, uh, yeah, at a hundred for game one. I mean, and then you said the the gravel in his guts line too there for PJ. Gravel in his guts. I mean, these, well, these are gold. Speaking of uh, commentators' lines, actually, just go back to that Knicks and Celtics game. After Jalen Brown got the steal and missed the dunk, Mark Jackson had a good line. The operation was a success, but the patient died. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, everybody is, is bringing it from day one here uh, in the NBA season. We love it. Uh, Tass, are you making a case for any other game? Or you want me to keep going here with the questions? Uh, well, let's give a little love to the Sacramento Kings. There you uh, go. Because, because they said, take that, Jeff Schwartz. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Schwartz, the agent for Marvin Bagley, who said, what's take up? That, You're taking Jeff. him out. <laughs> take that, Jeff uh, Mr. Schwartz, check your watch. We're winning basketball. Uh, uh, the fact that he comes out is he, for trying to defend uh, Marvin Bagley check being out of the rotation. Watch. Check your watch. Check your watch. We got to give that line to Eric Collins. He'll go with it, man. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Sure. The line, about, was that Jerry Mathers like from Leave it to Beaver? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Is that I guess, a 50-year-old quote? I mean, he's, I know. he's just pointing out that TJ McConnell's a funny-looking white guy, I guess. Oh, okay, that he looks yeah. like Jerry Matters. Okay. Yeah, he's got the cut. Like, he's got the hair. I mean, well, sure. I guess, sort of. Yeah. Sure. He did his pregame homework. You know that Eric oh. Collins did his homework for that game. It was even the Hornets. Like, they mobbed PJ Washington a couple plays later. So he had to. He helped get the stop on Demont Sabonis, and then they just right. mobbed him. You don't usually see a guy get mobbed for making free throws, but I guess they were the winning free throws. Anyways, take that, Jeff Schwartz. Uh, He complained about Marvin Bagley not being in the rotation. The Kings were right. Luke Walton was right. Take him out. They played so well in Portland. Ball movement, player movement, everybody buying in. Mm -hmm. Buddy Heald coming off the bench, so Tyrese Halberton was starting, and Luke Walton asked about it after the the game. He said, we're going to need everyone, so he kind of said, imply that Marvin Bagley will be around and be in the rotation if Jeff Schwartz allows him to, I guess. But uh, the Kings, wire to wire, they played so well. Now, how long does this last? Who really knows? Uh, but they're playing really hard with uh, that, that starting lineup. Again, a Fox, Halliburton, it was Mo Harkless uh, sneaking in there alongside Rashawn Holmes, who does his thing. And Harrison Barnes was the offensive guy who made eight threes, 36 oh, points. Yeah. And Walton said after the game, I want him to take eight threes a game. So uh, we'll see if that keeps up as well. But nice start. Nice start yeah. there for, for Sacramento. Yep. Nice to see the, the Wolves get a victory too. I know they're playing the Rockets, so you should do that. But uh, yeah, the Kings as well. A couple teams that people are sort of hoping for to at least have like a, a decent season would be a start, right? Uh, flirting with 500, maybe making a, a play and push. Okay, next question here. We'll keep it moving. And uh, by the way, if you're uh, 
in the stream team there. Let's hear your answers for all of these. Best rookie performance. Tass, you can get us started with this. I got an idea where you're going, but who do you got? Oh, no, I'm throwing you a curveball. Oh. Yeah, oh. Call, uh, call me Barbara Billingsley. Did she throw curveballs on Leave it to Beaver? Um, <laughs> the best rookie performance uh, for me, Evan Mobley is coming for you. Ooh. He is coming for the rookie of the year. I'm ready to change my pick from Jalen Green. The, the worrisome part with if you're trying to pick Evan Mobley as a seven-footer, maybe he doesn't get the ball, maybe he doesn't get enough touches, but watching the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I know I care more about the Cavs probably than anybody, but uh, <laughs> Evan Mobley, man, I don't feel like I'm watching a seven-footer when he touches the ball. Yeah. He can make plays, goes to the elbow, making pass. He had six assists in this one. He brought it up the floor at times. Uh, he's just – he does not look like a seven-footer, but he was playing the four, he was playing the five, he buried a three – he changed a lot of shots, even though he had one block. He guarded everybody, played 38 minutes in his rookie debut, finished with 17-9-6. It just feels good. If you're if you're the Cleveland Cavaliers seeing Evan Mobley drop down to three, and, and I understand why GMs in the GM survey picked this guy to be the best rookie in five years. Super talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a weird thing going on in Cleveland. I picked them as a, a crazy dark horse because I'm trying to pick somebody from those those magics and those Pistons and, and the Cavs to jump into the the playoff picture this year. It's weird watching this team. Uh, Ricky Rubio was lighting it on fire in the first quarter, making things happen, and then he came for the ball from Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton said, nah, no, that happens in the NBA. But I just don't think this team is, is going to be in sick. Colin Sexton wants to be the the lead guard, and he can score, and he scored last night. Um, but it's just, just too many too many hands right now, and I don't know how that's going to work out. But Evan Mobley's just got to be on the floor. He was amazing, and he played beside Jared Allen, who was 11 for 11 in this game. He didn't wow. friggin' miss. Uh, so pretty cool stuff uh, from the Cavs for, you know, the future anyways. It's a weird oh, thing yeah. with Colin Sexton going on right now, but uh, big ups to that guy. Yeah, it is tough not to see Bosch-like comparisons with him, how he plays uh, as a rook here. I know there's some Anthony Davis comparisons for Mobley as well. But yeah, 17, 9, and 6, stealing a block and a ton of minutes. And I think you're right, Tass. I think the big question mark was, well, where are they going to slot him into this lineup because of they've, they've got a strange uh, rotation of bigs. But he played alongside Jared Allen. And then, uh, you know, he played alongside Lowry Markkinen. So he was the five sort of in that lineup, a stretch four in Lowry Markkinen. So that's good, uh, playing a ton of minutes. He was great. I thought you were going to go with uh, Chris Duarte, though. Yeah. It was uh, pretty special, Lily. I don't know if you have him at the top of your list, but uh, he looks amazing. He looks Clay Thompson like this guy. He can <laughs> shoot the ball, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's a mature age rookie. He's 24. Yeah. He's a Canadian Dominican Republic there, too. Uh, but yeah, he just looked pretty comfortable out there. Went six for nine from downtown, 27 points, three for three at line, five rebounds, and hit some big shots late there for the uh, Pacers. So he was certainly the most um, unexpected, I think, rookie to have an impact on the night. He was the 13th pick in the draft. So not a lot of people even sort of really looking at the Pacers. But uh, I think sometimes just when you are a little bit older, you know, you're just a little bit more emotionally and physically ready for the NBA because he certainly didn't look like a kid out there who was overcome in the moment. He knew he was going to get some shots. He knocked down some early on and then uh, and hit them late. So, yeah, he was my pick because uh, I think also being in the first game of the night, which was a good game. I mean, the Pacers are up 23 and they blew it. So uh, he got some uh, he got some nice burn there. So that could be an interesting guy. Don't think he's going to win Rookie of the Year. I mean, maybe this is just his first game and, and maybe not. He, he won't be able to keep up that sort of performance. But, you know, I think sometimes just being a little bit older – can really help you adjust and adapt to the NBA game. Yeah, that's 13th overall pick. It's been good for some teams with the uh, 
the guards, when they're trying to find some scoring, think about Donovan Mitchell, 2017, Booker, 15, Zach Levine, 14, Tyler Hero, I know had a bad year last year, but uh, people are still high on him. That was in 19. So, uh, yeah, what is it about that 13th pick and, and the scores? That was a, a great game from him. Trey, anyone else you're throwing in here for best rookie performance? Those are the major ones, no doubt. Mobley was surprisingly good, especially having to fit around all those big guys. We'll see how that turns out. I thought it was kind of strange that Isaac Okoro is already coming off the bench for the Cavs. Mm. Don't like that. I think Markinen will be the guy that eventually goes to the bench for them. Uh, Shangun had a nice game, 11 points. He was 3 of 4. But my favorite rookie thing from last night was Scotty Barnes pregame. They put up uh, (laughs) something on the old Jumbotron there. Retweeted by Metro Buminati. <laughs> Scotty Barnes' favorite food is what? It says his favorite food is baked beans. Wow. <laughs> which I was loving. Uh, my guess, this is probably like a two truths and a lie sort of thing for the game, right? Like he says a couple of things that actually pertain to him where he was born. We know he was drafted number four, but I do like to think that he's straight up beans powered out there. Had a nice hook shot as <laughs> oh, well. Oh, yeah, he had a sky hook. <laughs> yeah, he had a sky hook. Sky hook Scotty right away. Lefty, uh, lefty, lefty, lefty yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Scotty Beans, Baked Barnes, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> I'm happy for him because he looks very happy. Yeah, yeah Matt, think, Matt think... Devlin said sky hooks are back after that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he hit one in the preseason too. I, I know a lot of people probably don't know that. Go ahead, Taz. Jerry Mathers. Used to sky hook it to death over with <laughs> Ward Cleaver and over Barbara and over Wally, no doubt. Um, I think his favorite food is baked beans. His baked beans, pretty sweet. It got some yep. sugar in there, and there's They're a good. video of him uh, eating a bowl of cornflakes, and he's dumping sugar in it yeah. uh, from training camp. <laughs> uh, now you don't you don't think of cornflakes? Uh, you think oh. That's gross, putting sugar on sugar. But it's not a really sweet cereal, so it's all right to throw some sugar in there as a not, whatever you are. Uh, is he 20? Is he 20? Anyways, as a kid. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think so. So baked beans, I'm, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Lee, like a baked bean? I love baked beans, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've leaned right into the bean these days, ever since watching that. Uh... <laughs> Lean into the bean. Lean into the bean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm giddy about those beans. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love them. Give me those 365s from Whole Foods, man. They're the best. They're the bomb bean. Those are the bomb beans, okay. <laughs> yes, we've turned into the uh, into the bean stream here. Uh, uh, well, there was that big report uh, that a lot of um, you know teenagers are developing ticks from being on TikTok, and they just keep saying beans too much. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It was trending on Twitter. A lot of people were sending it to me, obviously, but yeah. uh, it seems to have taken over. So I don't know, Skeets. We might have to have another beans party. I'll come over. Bake some beans on your stove for uh, twelve to fourteen hours. Stink up my house and all. Not eat them. Beans. <laughs> and yeah, just dip think. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a you know it's a real good bean party when the guy shows up <laughs> makes a bunch of beans you don't even eat them. Nope. Uh, all right, I got another question here for you guys. Most surprising performance. This could be team or player. I you can go wherever you want with this. Uh, Trey, have at it. Well, it's no surprise that the Bulls are back. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. But it's a surprise how they got their win last night, 94-88, to a defensive victory for the Chicago Bulls in 2021. Oh, exciting times, but not a great start for the Bulls in the first quarter. 
So many missed layups. Uh, many people on Twitter were saying that the Bulls are not back. They were ready to dunk on the Bulls. <laughs> oh, I thought this team was supposed to be great at offense. I know y'all weren't watching the game because you would have just seen Nick Vucevic looking like he was playing his first game of the season, missing a ton of layups. But they got it together in the second, third, and fourth quarters. That's eight straight wins for the Bulls over Detroit. They're now over 500 for the first time since March of 2017. Skeets, wow. last year on the show, I was saying the Bulls were back a lot. And one of the most savage burns of the season was when you said to me, back over 500? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were not. And they were not, no. It took one game this year. So that was exciting. Yep. And Zach Levine, I thought, looked great. Looked exactly like what people were hoping he would look like with the added talent on the Bulls and his experiences with Team USA. He finished... Uh, excuse me, with 34 points, seven rebounds, four assists, 11 of 17 from the field. Lee, you're going to love it. 11 from for 11 from the mm-hmm. line. Had a couple of huge rebounds, too, to really seal this thing on the defensive end uh, after the Bulls got a couple of stops late in the fourth quarter. He was just ripping them down. You could tell that he had a little bit more juice and just a little bit more verve to make these all-around kind of plays. I thought Lonzo and Caruso were exactly what the Bulls needed, playing that defense out there and just making things tough at the point of attack. Caruso was everywhere with deflections. The defense didn't look terrible. I mean, they were playing the Pistons on night one without their number one pick, Cade Cunningham, so conditions are perfect. But the Bulls still went out there and did it and then had the comeback win. I was very, very happy last night. Yeah, what'd you think of the Pistons' court just while we're talking about that game? Boring! Like, yeah, yeah. It's really strange. Where the paint at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is with the Pistons, you just always sort of look for that blue paint in the key. And this one sort of looked like the Grizzlies' court there where it was going yeah. to really open. Uh, don't like it. Don't like yeah. it. It doesn't suit them yeah. at all. But mm-hmm. it actually sounded like it was a decent crowd there yeah. in Detroit. Yeah. You yeah, know, I think they're just, excited about this young team. I yeah. mean, I know Cade Cunningham, of course, but... Uh, they do have some young talent. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Killian Hayes struggled once again. Uh, I think he was over mm-hmm. six in this game. But you got Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart, big beef there. And you got a bunch of Canadians. I think it's all the Canadians coming down to watch the uh, Pistons bench. Yeah, that's right. I really didn't realize they had three Canadians on the squad there now in Corey Joseph, uh, Kelly Olenek, and uh, Trey Lyles. Uh, so. That was the first time three Canadians on the same team on the floor together. Oh, was it really? In NBA history, yeah. Then oh, the, the Raps did it never... a little bit later in the in the night, same night. Oh, okay. They there had you the go. triple Bs. Yeah. Uh, Birch, Banton, and Boucher. Nice. Uh, but the Pistons did it first. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Man, they <laughs> beat the Raps to that. Yeah, beat them. What a shit night for the Raptors it was. <laughs> yeah, they got, not only did they lose, but they lost that little stat too. Uh, that sucks. Okay, so yeah, the Bulls are back uh, over 500. That is uh, very good stuff. Even though it was a <laughs> really weird to see a 94-88 game, I got to admit, in, in 2021. Um, uh, not that yeah, the Raptors-Wizards game was much better. Go ahead. Yeah, the offense just down the stretch for the Pistons. Just give it to Jeremy Grant and see what happens. Yeah. That's strange. I know, yeah, like you said, killing Hayes, bad night. But Bay was balling, uh, and, and Isaiah Stewart had a really good game. I just felt it didn't feel like a Dwayne Casey team to just give it to one guy and just see what happens. It was it was ugly down the stretch for the Pistons, but yeah, the Bulls figured it out. I want I want Zach Levine to. I know he's ended with thirty four, but and he's been a nice guy. He's been letting everybody get. He his, was being a nice guy. Going. I thought yes. too. Yeah, yeah, letting everybody figure it out. I want more Zach. But anyways, he's uh, he's looking like a leader. Those rebounds were real nice, as Trey pointed out. He's looking like a different guy to keep talking about. His demeanor's different. His demeanor's different. Now he's going to be a a different player out there. So 
good start. Although it's sort of sort of nice for the Bulls to now have two guys in DeRozan and Levine that when you need a bucket or at least to like create something, they they in theory have that. Even though it was a pretty uh, ugly offensive game from both teams there. Okay, so that uh, surprising in a way. Bulls are over five hundred. Uh, Lily, where are you going next? Well, my pick was we've sort of covered a little bit the Kings and the Blazers there because you just don't expect the Kings to have such a great performance on the road in game one. And I just wonder, I'm just going to like talk this into existence here a little bit here. Okay, let's do it. Continuity is huge in the NBA. And you look at the Kings, Fox, Buddy, Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes, they've been together a while. So at some point... That should really factor into their favor, shouldn't it? You know, like it should be like, hey, we know each other. These guys can just play together. They've been together for a couple of years now because only two or three seasons in the NBA is a lifetime Mm -hmm. if your core players are there. And I just thought that's got to play into it at some point, you know, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. let's. I mean, I, I would even throw Halliburton in there. I know it's only second yeah, year, second but he's the season, type yeah. of player where that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've kind of got everybody. I mean, Harrison Barnes obviously was a free agent or they traded for him, you know, not drafted, but the other guys have been. And, uh, well, Buddy Heald, I guess he came over early on. He was in, a rookie when he came over, but he's been there for a while and they just seem to know each other. So that could play into it because, again, that's a game last night. You would think Lillard and McCollum would easily just handle the Kings at home, you know, uh, season opener there in front of their fans. But the Kings were in control of this game for the whole, mm-hmm. pretty much the whole game. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a bit of a surprise there to see. So good for Sacramento. Hopefully uh, they can lead to something else a little bit here. So they're, they're not just in chaos after what we happened, how it happened there with Jeff Schwartz and uh, Marvin Bagley just before the season. Felt, felt like, hey, here we go again. Let's hope the Kings can get it together for at least a couple of weeks here to start the season off. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> I've done it so many times on this show I where I get excited about the Kings because they're playing some decent basketball and they always let you down. Always. So yeah. uh, just, you know, proceed with caution. That's all I'll say. Uh, as for me, surprising, again, we also touched on it a little bit, but I, I learned my like early season lesson last night and that is don't be a my buddy Grish. Don't <laughs> turn off a game just because it's a... Uh, 15 hell even a 20 point lead with a lot of time to go i'm talking about the hornets game i did that and you know there's a ton of games on it's a seven o'clock start i was sort of focused on that getting those eric collins lines and then pacers just have this monster lead i'm like well there's other games on see you later good win indiana and then and then suddenly i mean it was before i could find survivor on demand to record (laughs) it was like a tie game and i was like what the hell happened uh, and, and, you know, again, it's just a lesson to be learned for everyone out there. You, you, it doesn't matter in today's NBA if you're down 20 points. It doesn't. Like, you're in the game if there's enough time to go. And uh, they can erase it in a hurry. And they did. That deficit was gone, I think, before the end of the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, and Lamella was sensational, uh, both on the court and off the court. Wearing the uh, the yellow highlighter look there with his, I guess, what was that? A Lamborghini? I don't know what he was standing yeah. in front of. It wasn't a Chevy Trax, I know that. But uh, 33, 9, and 7, and he hit the seven threes. There it is, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Look at, like, the joker people are pointing out. Uh, Lamello is ready for the uh, limelight, isn't holy he? Holy crap. He is fun to watch, though. And yeah. that game was oh, yeah. fun. So, just surprising in a way that uh, I, I shouldn't be surprised what I'm saying. But I was. Like, oh, yeah. You know, you're always in these games uh, in the NBA. So that was just a really, really fun comeback and then ending to it, as we talked about. Tass, what do you got for a surprising performance? Well, I don't know which was more surprising in the Pelican-Sixers game. The fact that Jonas Valanciunas goes three for 19. It's just just an odd number to see for a guy who can, you know, dunk his way to a few baskets. Uh, Three for 19, surprising. Or the fact that Joel Embiid, the center he was playing against, is now going out for dinners with his team. Hmm. He said, 
that he likes to, you know, throughout his career. He's just a hotel room guy playing video games on the phone, he also said, but never going out with his team. But now the Sixers are trying to get together, trying to hang out. So he went out for dinner. Uh, it seems like, you know, for one of the very few times in his career with his teammates before they hammered the Pelicans, that was kind of a close game. It was uh, tied at half, and then the, the Pelicans' offense uh, just fell apart in the second half. But what's not surprising from this game, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, another Canadian shutout, balling. Uh, he's, he's looking good. 56% from the floor, 23 points, four of eight from three. I know you're not surprised Skeets cause he is going to be up there for the most improved player award. Just I think year, so. year three looking good. Um, and, and one surprising thing, I think, uh, because it was a late game, I know we were all gassed. Lee got toweled down after the, the first set, um, but, uh, there's, a, there's, Come here, there's an MVP playing on a national TV game. His name is Nikola Jokic. Yep, yep. Nobody respecting that man. The least talked about MVP reigning MVP in history. I have no stats to back that up, but it sure feels that way. And the guy was awesome again, just mm-hmm. feeling, feeling so good. Looking like that same guy off one leg, doing whatever the hell he wants. He's a magician out there. 27 points to lead his team. Uh, to a bit of a revenge win over the Phoenix Suns because they bounced uh, the Nuggets uh, in the second round last year. And, yeah, the, Nuggets, or the Suns, just a bit of a uh, anemic offense in the second half themselves. Book mm-hmm. was uh, having a real bad game. But let's talk about Jokic a little bit. You know, I, I, I just hope that uh, people don't forget how great that dude is. He looks mm-hmm. great. Looks slender. Looks good. Yeah. Of all the games on last night, which one – were you least interested in, Lee? And, and, you know what? Let's just take Magic Spurs off the table. Oh. I know we're not going to probably talk about that. And it was yeah. a blowout, too. Spurs got it done. Magic are going to be one of the worst teams. But just like, which one was it to you? I actually think it was Sixers-Pelicans. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Maybe we're so tired of talking about Philadelphia because of the whole Ben Simmons drama. And then this whole Zion thing and him not playing. What the hell's going on there? But hmm. do you have another answer? Well, no, not really. Well, that was the game that I was like, I can, I can afford to sort of Overlook this one because I think the Sixers win it anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then I was keeping my eye on the Wizards and the Raptors, and the Wizards were up double, like 20. And I was like, oh, man, what a stinker up there in Toronto. So you can sort of overlook those uh, those games as you're going through, especially when there are these other ones going on at the uh, that, are, that are going so crazy. So, uh, But, yeah, Orlando, San Antonio, when you saw that, you're like, okay, sweet, we're down to 10 games on the night because, uh, you know, I mean, you, you, <laughs> Damn, you, you just... No, I mean, look, honest, you, can't, you can't sit through every single game and be like, right, I need to know exactly what's going on out there. You know, you just keep your eye on the score. If the score's in the sort of spot you expect it to be in, then you're like, okay. I mean, look again. The 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 Cavs actually made that a pretty good game there against the Grizzlies too, mm-hmm. which was great because it's like awesome. Ja Moran is just like the highlight real machine there, and uh, uh, but the Cavs, you know, made it a game. So you know, those ones sort of reel you in. But uh, it's it's hard that first night when there's so many. You forget what it's like in the middle of the season when you kind of like you're just in the groove. You're like, okay, I can switch around here. I can move over to this game. But when it's the first night of the season of that, you're like, where am I supposed to be right now? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Right. But, uh, yeah, the garden kept me going. I mean, it was Oh, great. yeah, for sure. You had to be toweled down by your wife. Actually. <laughs> crazy. Um, and, Trey, I will say, I, I know a couple of us said it, but you were leading the charge. Uh, John Morant looking good. The possibility of him making his first All-Star game after just one game. Uh, wow. What a just what a line. I just wanted to point out he took the most shots he's ever taken in, in a game. That is uh, crazy stuff. 17 to 29 from the floor. That's 59% if you want to round up. And then he had the six boards and six assists, a couple blocks, one of them just 
a beauty chase down. He got so high uh, on erasing that shot in the 37 points. If the Grizzlies are decent, he's in this thing. Oh, for sure. and, And like you said, Lee, it's like every play is a highlight play. Yeah, and I think uh, Kendrick Perkins called him a generational talent because he has Russell Westbrook's athleticism and Kyrie Irving's handle. It's hard to debate that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not going to be debating Perk anyways, but I like this stat from Easy <laughs> Money Sniper in the stream team. Ja had 30 in the paint versus a three seven-footer <laughs> lineup. Yeah, right. That's pretty impressive. And obviously, he's a guy who lives in the paint. And I think uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., being out there, despite the fact that he didn't have a great game. He was good on defense, but he's going to give a little space. And if he's able to stay healthy, that just makes John Morant's job a little bit easier getting into the lane because nobody can stop him anyways. So if there's even more space out there, good stuff for Ja. Plus, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah. Like there's, a you know, the middle of the Western Conference and with some of the injuries that we've had here, it's not quite the same Western Conference that we've seen. I think they're at least going to be a play-in team, the Grizzlies will. And if that's the case, I think Ja's going to be an easy choice for All-Star. Okay, I got more questions to help us round up that very busy Wednesday night, but let's take our first break. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right, back with No Dunks. Questions recapping the busy Wednesday night. 11 games on in total. If you're just joining us, take a second, hit that like button. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. We do this every day, live at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, having a lot of fun talking about the games. Apologies if we don't get to your team or your favorite player, but it's a long season. Don't you worry. All right, our next question, though. Let's get a little, uh, I don't know, negative. <laughs> Who disappointed you the most? That's the question. I'll get us started. I'm sure Tass might chime in as well on the, my answer. They say, Tass, the ones that you love hurt you the most, right? Uh, the Raptors were very disappointing specifically their offense, which was abysmal. It took the Raptors 34 minutes to score 50 points. Uh, Wizards, by the way, just to give them a little credit, they look like a decent team. They got a lot of guys <laughs> like that can play. They're going to be okay, I think. But the Raps, Van Vliet, 5 of 20, 1 for 9 from deep. And then OG, uh, felt like everybody's pick for MIP, 3 of 17. He was forced in the issue, I thought. So your two main guys with no Siakam there, Going a combined what eight for thirty-seven? Going to be tough to win the game, and it was it was bad and it was ugly. Lee, I, I get why you uh, weren't tuning into that one or or turning away at least because it was it was looking rough. They they couldn't yeah. score. Yeah, 
and I think the first three of the game was a Fred Van Vliet three too. Right, he went that's to, exactly right. <laughs> and then he went 0 for 8. So, yeah, yeah. When, you, when you are, again, when you're sort of scrolling through last night, you're looking at the score and say, like, wow, that's ugly in Toronto. And they never really made a push either. And their top scorers were Fred with 12 and then Scotty Barnes with 12. So yeah. that just shows you that, you know, yes, you, you do have to give the Wizards some credit there for making life a little bit tough there. But the Raptors just couldn't get anything going. And the fact that all of our Toronto family and friends up there, everyone was so pumped to have basketball back in Toronto. Yeah. Since I think it was February 20 of last year. And uh, you go and lay a dud in front of your fans there. So, uh, and, you know, again, it was against the Wizards. I mean, this is not, you know, like uh, like a huge, you know, like uh, the Bucks or the Nets or someone there in town and they just got bad. It was like, you should be able to get a victory against a team like the Wizards. But they didn't. So, uh, anyway, it's one game of 82. You're going to flush this one down the toilet. I'm sure the Raptors will be back there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, look. There go uh, the big beans. Uh, yeah. uh, Kayla Gray. Talked to Masai Ujiri during the broadcast task. I don't know if you caught this. No. In their discussion, their very quick, you know, courtside uh, conversation, it only reaffirmed to me why I didn't touch the Raptors over underline. Uh, If you remember, I was like, I don't know what to expect from this team. They could just like mail it in and go for another lottery pick and slow play Siakam and just let the young guys try and learn, you know, or they could be a good team. You know, there, there is some talent on squad. But I say this because Masai Ujiri, and I saw many people point this out on Twitter, he said young and grow like five times in two sentences in talking, and then even threw in the dreaded R word. This is game one of Rebuild. So, I don't know. Again, it's just one game, but even Masai Ujiri, was was he just trying to like temper expectations with this squad i don't really know what he was doing but he said that a lot young grow and even rebuild maybe that's what we can sort of expect with the, this type of raptor season task i don't know if you have comments on that yeah. mm, yes mm. but here, let's go a little positive here a couple great baskets for their first <laughs> career baskets oh Scotty sure barnes with the lefty hook <laughs> And then I'm you just got to stay because really, really the best part of the game was the intros for me. That that was great. It was touching to hear local Toronto boy Delano Banton get that ovation. He's from Rexdale. He's from right there. That's the amazing. first Canadian drafted by the Toronto Raptors to get that ovation. He said, actually, I saw him in another interview with Kayla Gray saying, like, listen, all my buddies want tickets. I can't do 300 tickets per game, but I'm going to distribute them evenly amongst everybody. Oh, I love nice. that guy. He's not just giving them to his close, but he's giving them to everybody evenly. But yeah, second round pick from this year. His first basket from like mid-court. Yeah. Three-point heave <laughs> at the end of the third quarter. That was pretty cool. He, he played you know, well, too. I mean, Yeah, he's a great know, player. Like He was a silver lining last night. He's, I like him. He looks like he might be ahead of uh, Malachi Flynn in the rotation immediately. He's, he's energetic and... You know, not anybody. Nobody else played really all that well for them, but he was good. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I'm. I also don't want to touch them because uh, we don't know what Pascal Siakam is. Yeah. they don't have their whole team, so it's very hard to to point where they're going. They don't know what their offense was. The the scary part was, yeah, the Wizards played well defensively and just were able to just run it down their the Raptors' throat and were able to just get sort of too many open shots, uh, and that's not Raptors basketball. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was odd to me. I, I don't know if it was just being 
uh, you know, overwhelmed being home again. I don't know. There's excuses. But uh, that wasn't Raptors basketball. That was just, yeah. It looked like, unfortunately, uh, I think the best comment that I got in uh, in my, my WhatsApp chats last night was, looks like 12 JYDs out there, 12 junkyard, junkyard dogs. <laughs> like nobody could create. No. Uh, it just looked like yeah, just a lot of struggles there on the offensive end. Yeah, it could be uh, that type of season. What do you got, though, Trey, for a player or team that disappointed you the most last night? Uh, the Raptors are up there, as are the Portland Trailblazers, losing a home opener to the Sacramento Kings. Like, that's just honestly abysmal to give up that many points to the Kings. And, you know, kudos to the Kings, like you're saying, Lee, for actually playing well and a little bit of continuity there. But the Blazers have a ton of continuity, and they were playing at home, and they just got smoked. I mean, they end up losing by, what, three points? But that's ridiculous to me to, to lose that game. I think this is going to be a long season for the Blazers. I don't think they really did much to actually improve their team. Larry Nance Jr., the biggest name that they brought in, had two points off the bench. Mm. They're going to be a top-heavy team once again. You know, Larry Nance Jr. will certainly be better. 11 for Anthony Simons off the bench, which is nice, but that's not reliable to me. This is a team that's going to struggle to make it into the play-in tournament, I think. Is this a team that's going to then have to... Uh make a trade and possibly move off of like a CJ McCollum or something like that. They if, need to. If they start I, so slow. They, yeah. They've waited too long, honestly, at this yeah. point. Uh, they should have traded CJ McCollum a couple of seasons ago uh, before he had any injury concerns. It's just not going to work. You're never going to be able to play defense with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum as your backcourt. It's mm. never going to happen. Lee, where do you go for this uh, question? Disappointment. Well, we sort of covered it, unfortunately, there with the uh, with the Raptors because they just oh, didn't geez, bring the you juice. Too? You, know. you didn't yeah, even watch I mean, the game. No, well I, well, I did. I mean, I was flicking back and forth there, but uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I did overlook the Spurs and the and the Magic. I was like, okay, there. Now, I wasn't really expecting too much out of the Jazz Thunder game there. I did want to see the uh, Australian rookie Josh Giddy, who looked okay out there, got a couple of baskets, had some rebounds, he looked nice, but it wasn't really a close game. So uh, yeah, I mean that's the, that's what it comes down to. The, like I say, the Raptors—they had their home. Everyone's like, "My God!" It was like a playoff game there in Toronto for the first time. Remember that first playoff game against the Brooklyn Nets? Everyone was like, "Oh my God, we're in the playoffs!" And they kind of stunk in that game. Well, this one was even worse. So uh, <laughs> yeah, the Raptors will be back though. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, and anything else, uh, Tass? Any other like even player performances? I mean, Tatum had a really bad night, and you know you threw in sort of Booker struggling there and. Lillard struggling from three and Van Vliet, like I said. Uh, anyone else I'm forgetting? Well, from the Houston-Minnesota game, it was, it was disappointing to see Jalen Green, a rook, shoot the way he did. Uh, but on the other side with Minnesota, it was kind of disappointing not to see Anthony Edwards shoot every shot. It's like he wants to come down and shoot it every time, and I just want 100 shots from that guy. He's got a heat check for his heat checks and for and for that heat check he's just ready to go he's calling timeout for the rockets <laughs> when he hits a shot that was pretty cool buries a shot hey steven silas let's do this man t t call a timeout you got to do it so he only had 29 and towns at 30 great start for them but yeah for for all the rookies you know i threw jalen green in there it was disappointing uh, Cade cunningham i don't know when he's coming back it, it, for the pistons he's been basically out for the whole camp as the number one pick jalen green four or 14 as the number two guy Evan mobley was great as we said, number three, Barnes was okay, uh, 12 and 9 for the Raptors. A lot of turnovers, but yeah. Yep, that's a good, good point. Jalen Suggs, uh, 10 points on three of 14, the number four pick for the Magic. Um, and uh, the number five, five. pick, excuse yep. me. And then Josh Giddy, as you said there, Lee, uh, for, the, for OKC. I'm not so disappointed in what he did on the floor, but I'm a little disappointed in myself because it took me this long 
to make the comparison to Xander on Survivor. I think uh, I think there's some Xander vibes on, on Survivor. Yeah, I sort of see it. A little bit. Yeah, a little I mean, bit. there's the flow for sure. The flow, yeah. Josh yeah. Giddy's definitely got the, the evil genius, <laughs> the, the evil superhero look for sure. Yeah. Strong. More Caroline. chiseled, yeah. 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 Well, look, look, uh, look where he gets it from here. Here's his dad. When his dad <laughs> That's his dad? <laughs> That's his dad, Big Warwick, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. he played for Kmart? <laughs> yeah. That's the Melbourne Tigers, yeah. Back yeah, in the, cool. uh, that'd be probably 1989, 1990 there, the headband there. He's looking like a uh, sort of a workout uh, video, you know, from the from the 80s there. And uh, yeah, What's weird right. is that his dad looks like Russell Hance a little bit. <laughs> Take off the wig. You see that, Trey? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, uh, Young Russell yeah. Uh, before he beefed up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Or just the face. Just focus on the face. Okay. Wow. Uh, let's hear from everybody, though, in the stream team there. Who disappointed you? Yeah, I see people pointing out uh, OG and Book and some, uh, unfortunately, some people saying Tatum. Yeah. Uh, what was that? <laughs> I think that was a flub on my uh, fat finger right there, putting up that. It's not fat you. No, it's uh, not you. Don't say it's you. It's StreamYard. They have yeah, a weird dude. system to bring in comments because no you go to click on the comment that you want to share with everybody, and then it just goes, it just populates, and suddenly you're picking something else. Mm-hmm. Don't put that on yourself, Tasmillis. Well, I've really been struggling with... Uh, no, 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 no. Put it, put it on yourself. Oh, by yeah. now, oh, by please. now, you should yeah. know yeah. that you just scroll down a bit. You scroll up a bit, and then it stops moving. And then you can put up whatever oh, you want. Okay. Now. Yeah, no, I was trying to go right to left. I was trying to pass the comments, and I short-fingered it, so I fell mm. on the comments. Then I tried to get off, and then I was already on the comments. I, you know, with our new laptops, I'm all over the, the trackpad. Like, I'm trying to type something, <laughs> and I'm hitting the trackpad. Oh, What's no. up with that? I don't know. It's a big trackpad. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's, it's a, a huge, huge track trackpad. <laughs> what do you mean new? You got this computer two years ago. You just took it out of the box? No, it's well. I've been using it for half the time. Um, okay, it, so that's two so, years. It's well, I've been using a it for year like and a half. A year and a half. <laughs> okay. Well, my wrist got fatter since the pandemic started. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. His wrists are just weighing him down. Uh, varicose okay. veins. <laughs> One more cue. One more cue here, and then we'll talk about the. Uh, Next 25 names that were announced yesterday for the NBA 75, the 75th anniversary team. Uh, the final cue, fun one, just favorite random moment. Maybe it was something you you saw, um, you know, on League Pass or something else you saw on Twitter or whatever happened from these games. Task, get us started. What was your favorite random moment? Well, I'm going to talk about the rules, boys. I know people don't want to talk about the <laughs> rules. That being said, this is a positive, a very, very big positive. The new rule where players will not get a call when they get a defender in the air and they just throw their body into them as they mm-hmm. throw up a shot. I think players have learned that they're not going to get that call. And there was a, a key play down the stretch. Bulls, Pistons, DeMar got his defender in the air and, and DeRozan didn't jump into him. Mm-hmm. Because the defender landed fairly close. I, I think DeMar maybe even could have got the call because I don't think it would have been a, an awkward shooting motion to, uh, to, to the degree that people have been getting calls recently right. or, or in years past. But either way, he jumped straight up and didn't try and get the body. And that's basketball. And so that was pretty cool to see. It, it seems like it is working. It seems like players understand that's that's not hoops uh, to be jumping into a guy like that and to be getting the whistle. So that turned quickly. And uh, just to to further the rules talk, another rule change has been that players are always you know doing the the home run, the twirly twirl uh, to ask for a video <laughs> review. Yep. 
and they're not getting it. It's it's now the ref's sort of prerogative, the ref's call as to whether or not a ball going off a guy in the last two minutes should be reviewed, whether or not it's a reviewable situation, whether or not really it went off one guy or the other. So I saw in a number of instances, refs just allowing the play to happen or just allowing the uh, the play to continue. Love it. Uh, so far, so good. We're watching basketball instead of uh, stripes. Yeah, it felt like they were letting them play a little bit more than they have in years yeah. prior. In a lot of the games I saw, mm-hmm. the Jalen Brown one comes to mind, Tass, right? Where he... He got called for a charge, I believe it was, on Kemba, who... A lot of charges. Not yeah. sure it was established there, and I think Jalen went to the ground, and he was like, come on, uh, let's do it, there it is. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, nothing yeah, uh, that's coming that from, questionable from his coach one. or the refs, yeah. The questionable, like, when he sort of leaves the ground and then mm-hmm. Kemba sort of slid underneath him, because Kemba was outside the, the restricted area there, but it's still a bit of a dangerous But I also, like, Jalen is like, he's slithering them around, he slithered yeah. around him. I mean, yeah, he hits him, and he yeah. goes down, but it's, yeah, it, it's not a great call because that that is the dangerous play uh you should definitely be there before the guy mm-hmm. takes off mm-hmm. even from one foot really because that's you know his intention anyway from there but yeah i i think even uh you know opening night we saw the same thing lots of good just letting them play a bit more physicality not calling every single time this contact a foul because mm-hmm. that does take the uh the fun out of the game so good stuff referees so far um lee do you have a favorite random moment from any of these games Yes, well, we've we've obviously talked a lot about the Raptors. Uh, it wasn't a great night, and we know who their biggest fan is. That's Nav Bhatia, but we know who their second biggest fan is because he also made the news. <laughs> Hardcore Raptors fans never miss an opportunity to come down here to Scotiabank Arena, even hours before the game. Vernon is here. How you feeling, buddy? Pretty good. Vernon, big game will Vernie. Been entering my 15 years as Raptors season ticket holder. Very excited. Uh, you know, they finally come back after two seasons in person, full capacity, can't wait. You got to go Raptors go in you? Yeah, let's go Raptors, we the North. Woo! Mo Verdi. <laughs> Was that on television or just, uh, just PPTV? Yeah. <laughs> and the Raptors let him down. Yeah. How disappointing is that, uh, you yeah. know? Mo Verdi's going to have some fire takes, I think, about this Raptors. Oh, yeah, you yes. just wait. If the if the losses continue to pile up here and they continue to struggle to score the ball, yeah, wow, what a look too, man! I love the shirt, the glasses, the reveal, the oh, slow yeah. pan from yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and I'm convinced, Skeets. I mean, you're right. He does say AKA Mo Verney, but the first time I heard it, I definitely thought he said Big Game Mo Verney. <laughs> well, he doesn't <laughs> and say it was a big AKA. game. I mean, it was a he huge says game. AK Mo Second day. Yeah, but you know, uh, Lee, you saw Mo Verney at a Raptors finals game. I saw Mo Verney at a Raptors finals game. I'm calling him Big Game Mo from now mm-hmm. on because oh. he shows up for the big games. Oh, yeah. He's a lot of fun, Mo. He brings great energy as well, and he absolutely loves his Raptors. He gets a little upset when they don't perform all that well, but he's always there 15 years as a season ticket holder. Well done, Mo. That's great commitment. I want to know how long he was standing outside the arena before the game. It felt like that was shot at like 3 o'clock in the yeah. afternoon. There's Good no point. one else there. <laughs> all right. I'm glad we got uh, Mo big, on the Big, show. big, big. Big fan, but I think he was trying to sell his tickets for last night as well. <laughs> oh, so I don't know how, how big of that. Oh, come on, big game? Come on. Pre, preseason, he's already asking, hey, if anybody wants seats, let me know. 15th season entering as a Raptors fan, but uh, probably sold, I don't know, 90% of it. Oh, Only goes to the big dear. games, I guess. Oh, I can't make his right. money back somehow. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up with Trey's answer to uh, favorite random moment. Where are you going? 
Well, I'm simply blessed beyond belief to be able to utter this phrase after night two of the NBA regular season. JD, roll that beautiful beef footage. Rudy Gobert had 21 rebounds. Beef is back. That's a lot of roast beef, which is rebounds. Wow. First big beef of the season on opening night, kind of. 21 for Rudy Gobert. You mentioned it, Lee. An easy win for the Jazz over the Thunder. This was a game that I was not going to be tuning in for. A team that you're thinking is probably going to get the number one seed out West versus a team that's maybe going to challenge for 14th seed out West. An easy one for the Jazz, but nice to see Gobert out there grabbing them boards again. 21 big ones on the night. Mm, Andre Drummond was flirting with bench beef last night down in... Bench uh, beef? Yeah, (laughs) 17. Have we ever had a bench beef before? (laughs) I doubt it. Uh, That's a good question. He could Mm. be the first bench beef. You don't think so? Like, Cantor maybe didn't do it off the bench? Oh, okay. That's a fair point. Cantor beefed hard last year. Um, (laughs) I don't know if they were off the bench, though. I'll have to (laughs) do some beef search. Got to do my own beef search. (laughs) Check the beef tracker. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. no wedgies yet uh, nah, nah. in this very young season. A couple close ones, though. A couple of the games I was on. There was a few like, ooh, no, no, not not sticking. But uh, we'll get one this week. I'm pretty confident about that, especially with these new Wilson, these sticky Wilson uh, balls that we got <laughs> in play. All right, so that's uh, our best recap as possible of 11 games. Okay, apologies if we didn't get to your team. Give us time. We will. Probably over the course of the week, if we're being honest. Um, the second 25 members of the NBA's 75th anniversary team were officially revealed on Wednesday, just one day after the first 25 were shared. We had some big-ass names on this list. Uh, I guess ESPN's better at drafting names than TNT, but they got Wilt, Duncan on it, Michael Jordan, Kevin Garnett, Allen Iverson, Magic Johnson, Zeke, Jerry West, on and on and on. I won't read them all. I just wanted to point out here, I tweeted this, so apologies if you follow me on Twitter, I'll be repeating myself, but we head in now to tonight where we're going to get the final 25 names. We will have the full 75. And if we are to assume that the nine guys left from the NBA's top 50 list uh, back in the 90s, I'm talking guys like Shaq hasn't been announced yet, Pistol Pete, if they also make the top 75 and it's it's looking like that right now. It feels like uh, nobody's going to be bounced. It's still in play, but nobody has yet. Then that will leave us with 16 spots. All right. Again, that's if the nine guys on the top 50 all are still on the top 75. And maybe a couple uh, get crossed out. But 16 spots is not a lot is what I want to get at here. I think Dominique Wilkins and Bob McAdoo are going to finally get their due. At least Neek. Maybe not Bob McAdoo, but uh, I, I would like to see him as an MVP get in there. If they are, that's down to 14. And if you listen to that show I did a couple weeks ago, my current modern era locks were, and they haven't been announced yet, Kobe, Wade, Mello, Gary Payton, Pierce, Jason Kidd, LeBron, Curry, Dwight, Kawhi, and Westbrook. If all of them are in, if all of my locks are correct down to three spots then lee and i mean this is where it gets insane this is where the debate's going to kick off tomorrow because i on that show and i continue to say i can't really separate reggie miller and ray allen (laughs) like 
I feel like if you're going to take one of them, you almost have to take the other. So I'm putting them both in. That leaves one spot, one spot, you know, by my list standards here. Four, take your pick. Rodman, McGrady, old guys like Bernard King, Alex English, uh, current guys like Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Jokic. I know people want to throw Luka. I think that's not happening. Uh, Grand Hill, Vince, Zoe, Dikembe, Kyrie. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. You know, Tony Parker, Bosch, Yao, Weber, Pau Gasol. It's crazy. So I'm sort of now getting excited about tomorrow because we're going to find out the final 25 <laughs> and then we're going to be like, what? What? How was so-and-so not included? But again, that comes down to like these final nine guys that are on that top 50. Are we getting rid of like Lenny Wilkins or Dave Bing Billy Cunningham, I don't know, like these oldies, like yeah. I, I can't, it's, I can't decide anymore. You don't think I so, Lee? You think they're all going to be in there? So right? I, I feel that that was a thing. I think they probably, when they realize that, I mean, I'm speculating here. They're yeah. like, it's going to be bad if we like just cut two guys, isn't it? You know, like if we cut ten or two. I mean, <laughs> I think you know. if you cut four to five guys is the sweet spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah one to two per day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and everyone, you know, those guys you mentioned have got such varied cases. Like, like, does Vince get on simply because of his longevity and what he did and the dunks and the scoring and that? But he never really had any playoff, you know, significant success. So does he Does he just get in just because he hung around the league forever? You know, then you may as well put Kevin Willis on in that sense. But obviously Kevin didn't have the same impact. But, you know, I mean, that's kind of Vince's case, though, isn't it? Like, I think he was an eight-time All-Star, but... No significant individual accolades as far as he was never close to the MVP, right, you know, right. defensive player, nothing like that. But it's like, well, Vince and the Raptors, you just sort of put those two together as they he really did put them on the map there. But then he had a bad breakup. So I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to separate. I think Rodman of all those guys, I, I know I said that early on in mine. Yeah. I think he gets in. Um, well, you said Grant Hill and Rodman very, uh, yeah, very early yeah, on. Yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. think both of those guys are going to be on this list. If I'm no, Grant, Grant Hill is definitely the interesting one. I, I still believe he is one of the greatest 75 we've ever seen. But because he missed four basically years in his prime, uh, and he also didn't have the playoff success uh, really to help his case there. But in his first six seasons in Detroit, I believe he was an all-star. And he was on the ascension for sure. Oh, but he yeah, goes sure. to Orlando and, and the injuries derail him. But... Who knows? I'd like to see what the voters uh, finally went with. And who was that 76th person? That's Ooh, the one. That's the yeah. one. Who's just missed out? Oh, I can't wait. Um, so, Trey, I guess the question is, just make a prediction. Who is going to be, like, the biggest snub that Twitter and the NBA world is going to be going nuts about later tonight, really, uh, and then leading into tomorrow's drop podcast here? Who do you think it will be? Damian Lillard. Okay. I don't know if I would say biggest snub all of everything, but I think that Lillard, it's going to be tough. Once you get down to naming these modern guys who have to like really, really excel to be here, it's like it's going to be tough for Lillard. It's going to be tough for Anthony Davis, I think. Jokic is Jokic. a reigning MVP. Probably not, which I think maybe that'll be surprising that yeah. an MVP doesn't make the list this young uh, or doesn't make the list, but he's still a young player. But there's going to be a lot of snubs. And I don't know. Hopefully, it's a little bit more exciting. It was very weird to have these announced in the middle of the day yesterday. Oh, my I'll goodness. I'll tell you about that. Well, I was a little like, who cares? They're doing it over the course of three days. It's weird, but it's, I don't know, 75 names all at once would also be weird. But it definitely felt like not an event when like you just get a Twitter mention that like Michael Jordan made the top 75 <laughs> of all time. 
Gordon. Like, uh, cool yeah. tweet. Oh, I mean, I was sort of like questioning TNT's decision, their rollout to do like five names at a time that were just completely arbitrary. ESPN, I'll give them credit. Uh, NBA Today, today I, I believe the show is called, formerly The Jump with uh, Malika Andrews and company. Um, they at least were trying to like find ways to like lump the guys that they were naming together. Like there was a whole like Magic Johnson was on the show. So it was like, Magic's teammates, you know, like, or, or Lakers legends, I guess I should say, like, Worthy and, uh, you know, I think they were naming Wilt and Jerry West and stuff like that. And then it was, like, Magic's contemporaries. So guys he went against, like, Bird and Isaiah and stuff like that. They were trying, but at one point they just had to say... Walt Frazier, like, like, uh, like they did a list and then they're like, also Walt Frazier. Uh, yeah, really silly. I don't need to go on another 10 minute rant about it, but, uh, Tass, same question for Trey. Like, who do you think will be the biggest snub come, uh, later tonight or tomorrow morning? Yeah. As far as the people on Twitter, they're going to be angry that the, those three guys, I think Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard and Nikola Jokic, I don't think there's a chance those guys really make it. And, mm. and that's, and that's understandable with you know where they are in their careers i mean they're all they're all sort of different but yeah that's uh it's just not not enough in comparison to what those other guys have done and i i think yeah a guy like uh grand hill could easily miss out um just because of where his career ended up and vince carter could easily miss out because i i do agree with with lee that there's yeah, not a lot of personal accolades other than the all-star appearances not a lot of playoff accolades for vince um Although you said, Lee, you know, he kind of put Toronto on the map. Kevin Willis did a really good job of putting Toronto on the map when he was a Raptor as well. The short arms as well. The T-Rex arms as well. Um, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I think Dave Bing makes it because uh, Jerry Mathers, leave it to Beaver, used to dribble like Dave Bing. Yeah, maybe. Uh, he used to box out like Bing. So uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, it's it's it, it is unfortunate. I know you, we've had our first big beef, and I know Skeets's big beef is the way they've rolled this out. It was uh, just super quiet, super quiet. Yeah, yeah. The, the way they've rolled it, they couldn't even say that it's going to be on ESPN's show. That I mean, that wasn't really announced. I guess Magic was there, but uh, you know, it's it's. Do they? I, I feel like they're anti-controversy. They don't want. They don't want the debate. So yeah, there will be some tomorrow, and I think the young guys are going to be uh, the ones that are left out. Yeah, it's, Rodman's got to be on. <sighs> man, I, I mean, I had him in. It's so a yeah, tight list. Yeah, but it's tight, man. And yep. uh, and again, this is I, this is assuming that all those guys that are on top fifty are just going to be on the top seventy-five. I think, Lee, I think we're going to be wrong. I think some guys are not going to be there, which is going to be weird. And it's going to be hilarious that there's going to be people saying, how dare you leave off Dave Big? Uh, <laughs> it'll just be, just be great. It'll be hilarious content. But mm-hmm. I think there will only be, I'm going to say three to four guys. That's what my gut says. I, I don't know why. but Bill yeah. Walton is a guy that I thought would actually perhaps be on the cutting list. He's played the fewest minutes, like, by far, of anybody who was in the top 50. Yeah. And they included him as a Celtic, which, mm. fair enough, he got a title with the Celtics there in 1986, but everybody knows him as a Portland Trailblazer. That's why he's really making it. So seeing Walton in there, yeah, and that just made me think that it's just going to be running back the same 50, which, fair enough, I think that's a fair move to do. But yeah. it def- definitely felt like they were going to be going for a whole new list and some people could be left off. But if Walton made it as an MVP, despite playing so few games, I think, uh, I think the top 50 will stay. Um, it's just appearing that Giannis is going to be the equivalent of Shaq making it, uh, 
you know, back at the top 50 list. And what I mean by that is being the younger guy that mm-hmm. still has so much ahead of him. Now Giannis has accomplished even way more than Shaq had at that point when he was named. But I was getting into it with people about some saying, Luca's going to be on this list. I'm like, no, he's not. He's not. I, I'm sorry. He's amazing. He, You probably will be right to put him on. He hasn't won a playoff series, though. I mean, mm-hmm. you got like when Shaq was announced, he had just gone to the finals. Like He had taken the magic as a super young, talented big. He had lost to Akeem in the finals, but he had gone there. That just had happened the season prior. So mm-hmm. I, don't think, forget- I don't think Luke is making it. Like Jokic no. has more of a case over him, I yeah. think, even. And like we said, maybe a Lillard and Anthony Davis of current, current players. Yeah. Giannis is in his ninth season, though, too. Like this is not – Shaq was in his fourth at the time. Like, like Giannis is, you know, he's a veteran already. No, no, he, I know, I totally. Yeah, I totally yeah, agree. like, it, yeah. like we but sort he's of. Twenty six years old. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Tech. You think he's probably younger than he is, but like a nine year vet, uh, you know, it's like, oh, he's he's accomplished so much already. So he's yeah. he's kind of in for for all the accolades individually, and of course now the championship too. Yeah, people are asking if Penny was on the top fifty list. No, he d- he definitely wasn't. Shaq was the young name that was mm-hmm. uh, included with all those legends like David Robinson and Drexler and Jordan, of course, and all that stuff. Scotty Pippen and all Dang. of them so far are, uh, yes, and, and Dave Bing. <laughs> Don't forget about him. So we'll see. Wow. Uh, tonight, final 25. <laughs> I think it starts at 6 o'clock on TNT. <laughs> Taz, you're right. I don't know. I know it's on that channel. I don't know when they're doing it and how they're going to do it tonight. I assume they just do what they did on uh, Tuesday night with five names at a time and we'll eventually get to 75. But Shaq will be named, so that'll be fun. You know, Charles will say, I was named before you. <laughs> Shaq will say, it's not in order. And then Kenny will say something, and they'll be like, shut up. You're not even on it. Uh, so, yeah, you know, you can see it happening. Uh, okay, let's take one more break, but we have a fascinating tweet of the night. We got pick and results, so don't go anywhere. Just one more comment about the uh, top 75 here. A great point from Dave and the stream team. Giannis right now is further into his career than David Robinson was in his career in 96 when he was named. Crazy. Great point, Dave. Um, pretty, pretty pretty wild to think about. Giannis has been around for a minute. I guess David Robinson did do two years of military service before he came in and then Good just point. dominated the league. Uh, he was an all-star in his first season, I think, like putting up 24 and 12s and stuff like that. But great point. He is there. Okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the night comes to us from a little place called Formula One. You ever heard of it? At F1 on Twitter. They tweeted when F1 meets the NBA. To celebrate our return to the USA and the NBA season tipping off this week, we decked out our 2022 cars in some team-inspired Liveries, which one is your favorite? They're going to be doing all of these. Ooh. Hit us with 10 of them last night. Ooh, that racing green from the Milwaukee Bucks. Green and cream looks delicious to me. Uh, of course, I'm a fan of the Chicago Red Bulls here. Also kind of looks nice. like a Ferrari, but yeah. that's nice. Uh, these are great. There's been a lot of Formula One NBA content this week. Uh, you know, there's going to be a race on Sunday here in the United States of America, the U.S. Grand Prix down there in Austin. Uh, apparently Shaq is going to be DJing a set at the Austin sure. Grand Prix. And today on Thursday, there's going to be a charity free throw contest for Formula One drivers. Skeets. Wow. 
you're a man who's watched a lot of free throws in your life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and your fair share of the recent Formula One season. Who would you say is the favorite here? <laughs> well, this is funny because uh, my wife, Nora, who is really into F1, um, way more than I am, she told me about this. She was like, uh, do you know these F1 guys are going to be having this free throw come? She's like, what? No. And she's like, yeah, I think both of the Canadians will be in it. And I was like, what? Why? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know, they're Canadian. So they're probably familiar with basketball. Like maybe some of these international guys are not hoops heads. I don't know. I know... Uh, uh, Charles was uh, at a game recently. I think yeah, Leclerc and Gosley were yeah. sitting courtside with uh, Tony Parker, uh, which is pretty funny. I, I, I guess what I'm getting at is just because of Nora telling me uh, Eric Stroll's going to win this thing. <laughs> Lance Stroll. I mean, Lance Stroll. See, I don't know. <laughs> Stroll. Uh, yeah, like sure. Stahl Why brothers. not? Yeah, I, I think that's a fair... Oh, Ricardo. Sure, that's a fair yeah. pick. Uh, no, Ricardo, they had... Oh, Ricardo, he sucks. Like, yeah. yeah, he sucks. Yeah. They had him on Drive to Survive shooting around with uh, like one of his trainers, and he was just brutal. Um, but yeah, actually, that's a, that's a little... That's a fair strategy there. A Canadian would probably be good at free throws. I, mean, I don't know why. Uh, you know, I've seen this guy wearing a shirt that says basketball is Canadian, even though it was invented in Kansas. That being said, yeah. maybe they got the free throws there. Nonetheless, hmm. should be some good Formula One content for no breaks. Tentatively scheduled for next week after the U.S. Grand Prix. Nice. Uh, okay. Where did you say? Where did you say the Grand Prix is this weekend? Uh, sorry, Trey. Austin, Texas. Ah, there he is. <laughs> I knew he was setting you up for something just by how seriously he asked you. <laughs> Matt Austin, Texas. <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, he waves the checkered flag at this race. It's his race. No, a lot of people know that. It uh, feels like this guy could be a wart. That, that, that guy, looks like a racing kit right like, there. The <laughs> wind blown there. Yeah, look how many ads are on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at his son. Yeah. His son is Josh Giddy's riding along with Warwick. His hair blowing like crazy there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sponsored right. by Mitsubishi, actually, too. So, yeah, there is a car connection there to the NBL. Oh, okay. There, there, there we go. Excellent. Uh, yeah, no breaks coming uh, later next week after this race. And then, yeah, what's going on here? F1 just really trying to, like, tap into the American market, I guess, you know, with the success of Drive to Survive. And now they've added the Miami race, uh, which is what happening is that next season? Next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. next season. Uh, honestly, Netflix has been huge, you know, yeah. and Formula One is bigger in the United States now than it probably ever has been. So you got to tap in. They heard that Kevin Durant knows who Max Verstappen is and said, <laughs> we're all in. Yeah, Lights out and away I, we go with the content. I, I kicked this off by uh, <laughs> demanding for Kevin Durant to answer me on Twitter if he knew who Max Verstappen was. And he said, yeah. And then he was like all defensive that I was like setting him up for a joke. You got a joke? Yeah. yeah I was what's like, your no. Austin joke? I was like, no, I just wanted to know. We had a little bet going. Okay, great. Uh, excited for the race and excited for no breaks early next week. Okay, pick them results from last night. Lee, you swerved and it worked out for you <laughs> in that insane... Knicks-Celtics game at MSG. New York had to win by two or more, and they pull it off in the double overtime. So a win for Lee, a loss for everybody else. Uh, Trey and I won one task, looking for his first W here here in uh, our early pick'em results. But what's the game tonight, T? Well, first, let me say, if I was a line maker, 
I know it seems odd, but I would say that the line ends at the end of regulation. Like you determine whether or not <laughs> the winner comes. Is it like that's the end of regulation? So a team is favored. It's not the end by of the game. Teams. It's not the end of the game. I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. It's just strange to me. It's like a team is favored by eleven and a half. Oh, they go into regulation. They lose by, or they go into overtime. I should say they lose by twelve. They lose. Uh, just this is strange one. Well, anyway. it, it, could, it could be like. Um, like blackjack, like you should be allowed to like take insurance on the uh, dealer showing an ace or Good something. Point. You're like, all right, yeah, I'm out here. I don't want to know what happens in overtime. Maybe you can like get half your money back or something. Anyway. Anyways, tonight's game, night three of the season, or sort of night two. But anyways, I'm 0-2 going into this one. Milwaukee at Miami. Miami by or getting a point and a half at home and. I'm the swerver. I just yeah. want to lose. Uh, everybody going with the Bucks, other than me. Miami is their home opener, obviously. I'm just kind of riding uh, that idea. And uh, I want to be like Skeets wearing that purple cricket Raptors hat. I oh. just want to lose every game. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. trying to lose already. Yeah, why not? That's a sweet hat. Yeah, there you go. We're now calling swerving, leaning into the bean. <laughs> All right? It's a rule. I just made it. Uh, okay. Actually... Just speaking of hats, let's throw this in here. Why not? We're an hour and 30 in. Um, yeah, sure. You see these new hats, these MLB new era hats that are I like a collab hats. with like off-white, I guess it is, Trey. Yeah. Uh, JD, I don't know if you have them there. They're they're insane for everybody listening. They're baseball hats that have holes in them. Just, there's a hole <laughs> Straight like, up holes. in the cab part, and there's yeah. a hole in the brim. Uh, so Trey, even even you, Mr. Fashion, thinks this Whoa. is too much, eh? Uh, these are brutal. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? I don't know which one is weirder to me. There's the one you're seeing here, uh, like the Chicago White Sox one. Looks like it has a bite taken out of the crown. Okay. Yeah. Is that weirder or less weird than the Florida Marlins one that has a bite taken out of the brim? I think the brim is the weirdest part, yeah. personally. Mm. Yeah. But I guess, like, a hole blown in the side of your head, also pretty strange. Um, I was happy that they did not have an Atlanta Braves one of these because then I knew that I was definitely not going to buy one. Oh, okay. Uh, because, no thank you. Uh, stick my dick in a hat. I'd like to do that with that age one, that's for sure. <laughs> Look at that. Weird. Weird, weird what are stuff. The, what, are, what are the lines beside the team logo? They look like quotation marks. Yeah, it's... That's that, his thing. That's, that's his signature. Yeah, no. Virgil Abloh. Socks. I didn't know that. Uh, did you ever take a black marker uh, tray and... Uh, Make socks into sex when you were younger? That was a big thing on the playground. <laughs> uh, I definitely made some socks into sex when I was a <laughs> youngster. <laughs> Put my dick in a sock. <laughs> All right. Let's go uh, hold on. Here's a curveball for you, oh. Skeets. I did my own research. One player had a big beef off the bench last season. Mm. Oh, nice. We saw this player play last night mm. for a certain team in Chicago. You will not get this guy. Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart? No. No, no. no, good. Good guess, though. He did start. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Changed wow. teams in the offseason. Pl- a plum dog? No. Not a plum no, dog. No. Fair, fair. Kel- Kelly Olenek? No way. No way. This guy, I would say, Trey shortest, no. shortest center that played last night. Ooh. In the Pistons-Bulls game. <laughs> He's on the Bulls. He's uh, on the Bulls. Oh, okay. Hold on. 
Shortest center. Shortest center. They got a small bench. But I did mention that this guy said he's the best rebounder in Chicago since Dennis Rodman. I think I mentioned that during the preseason. It's not Patrick Williams. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hold on a second. Let's grind this thing to a halt. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's see if we can stretch it. Alizé. No. There it is. Alizé Johnson. Yeah. Alizé Johnson had a 20 rebound game off the bench for uh, the Nets last season. 21 boards. I don't remember that. Nah. April 29th, 2021. That might have been the very last night of the season, or at least pretty close. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah the old everyone's playing. Half it's a Ben Uzo yeah, for sure. exactly. Oh, yeah. Geez, yeah. geez. All right, Alice A. Uh, what, what a way to end it, talking about holes and hats. <laughs> you know, bore, or beefs off the bench. Uh, email us your questions, guys, nodunksattheathletic.com. Hit us up on Twitter at nodunksinc, or drop a comment below the video here on YouTube. Grab yourself an athletic subscription if you haven't already. Mad cheap right now. Hell of a deal. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Less than $3 a month. And finally, let's slip this in. Later today, join us live for our No Buffs Survivor podcast with Jason Concepcion. Uh, No Buffs has its very own YouTube, Apple, and Spotify feeds. So if you want that sweet Survivor content from your boys, from Jason and JD, Trey and I, you got to seek that out over on No Buffs. Type that in, Survivor 41, and uh, yeah, we'll be live here on YouTube on the No Buffs channel at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 p.m. Pacific. Uh, get your questions in about Survivor if you watched it last night. Otherwise, we won't touch it here, so we'll have no spoilers. We will see you guys tomorrow. Drop podcast on Friday, baby. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, I've got a question about Survivor. How the heck could you do that to... Oh, not going to spoil it. Not going to spoil it. Race the day, people!